Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Amen. We have a testimony in the house. We have a testimony in the house. See, when you hear what God has done for your neighbor, then you know that he's in your vicinity and yours is coming. Amen. Please put your hands together and let's welcome Mrs. Susie Amponsa to share her testimony. Hello. Hello. Please introduce yourself to us. Please, my name is Susie Amponsa. I'm a member of the, um, the Fountain of Life Gospel Choir. Please tell us what your testimony is about. My testimony is about um, how I'm attending Oil for Business organized at Bantama. Um, but it was by Bishop Saving on 29th July. How prophecies that were spoken over my life during the service practically came to pass over two months. I mean, over just two months. Two months. Yes. Okay, so you are saying that you went for a program. Yes, I went for oil, oil for business. It's for business community. Anyone okay. who was a business professional. Okay. And we went for um, a meeting on Saturday morning, and he spoke certain prophecies that actually have come came, to pass. Come to pass. Okay. Yes. Please tell us about the prophecy. So on the 29th of July, um, we were asked to go for. We're encouraged to go for a business community meeting, I mean a service, oil for business. It was going to be, I mean, the preacher was Bishop Eddie Fabian, our convener. So we went, some of us went, (laughs) some of us went, and during the service, Bishop preached powerfully. He spoke about um, unction, the oil being the unction for you to function. Then the oil, the oil of the God, I mean the anointing. Yes. Is function for you function for you to function. Wow. Okay. And he preached, and I mean, it was a powerful service. I mean, as usual, it was a powerful service. Said a lot of things. He said that you're going to be, I mean, to advance. You're going to be able. Your business will do well. Okay. And he said a lot of things. Then he anointed everybody during the service. And when it got to my turn, he said. You are receiving the grace to break through. At that time, my business was going through a very chaotic. Please, what business period? do you have for those? I who have don't a lingerie know. business, oh, and okay. then I have an, an agro processing startup as well. Oh, okay. At that time, I had two shops, and one shop, the, the two shops weren't doing as well as I thought it should be doing. And so I didn't know what to do. I spoke to Sister Joy about it. I spoke to a couple of friends, Sister Junior, and everything. Then. I decided that, okay, I will close one shop. Yes, I had to close one shop. So I decided that I'll close the smaller one, okay. which looked at the time, which looked like the one that was more vibrant and bringing in more income than the other one. 
a difficult decision. Yes. So it, it, didn't, it didn't make sense that why are you closing the one that has more traffic than the other one, even though that's a smaller one. But I went ahead. I don't know why I made the decision I, I, I took the decision I, 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 did, I took. And I closed that one. In closing that one, I lost the most trusted worker I had worked and trained for over two years. And it really hit Mercy. me. It really, really hit me because she didn't want to move to the other one. It really hit me. And I, my business was going through a chaotic period. I hadn't been making certain sales that I thought I should be making. So I went to the service feeling, Lord, I just need a breakthrough. I just need you to come through for me. And during the service, when he was anointing everybody, he got to me. And he said that I am doing a new thing, wow. a new season. I wow. am doing a new thing. I am beginning a new thing. You may not understand now, but I am doing a new thing. That was what he said. Then I went back to my seat. Then he called during the ministration. He called. Um, he said that there is somebody here, somebody who matters to your business. It's either dead or has left you, and you feel your whole world is crashing. You feel you have nowhere to turn to and there is no hope for you. Come forward. So I just walk, walked forward and I was in tears because at the time I had lost the person that I thought could just hold oh, my business for me when I'm not around, when I'm in school or something. And another woman joined. So he prayed for me. And when he, was, when he got to me, when he prayed for the woman, when he got to me, he said, God told Joshua, do not weep over Moses. That was what he wow. said. Do not weep over, over Moses. But I'm going to do a new thing. I am bringing you helpers. I am bringing you someone who can help you. And I will greatly help you. You will do exceedingly well. Oh, I see you receiving your prophecy the next time. Amen. Then, it was time to sow seeds. And I, all I had on me was, I think, 200 seeds or 300 cities. And I usually don't, don't like to owe God. So I wanted to just give what I had. Then I just felt I'd had to give 500 cities. So I went, picked the envelope. It was, that time, it was hard. I mean, it was a lot of money to me at the time. Oh, it's so, a lot of money yeah. to a lot of people. So, <laughs> so I went and then he, he said, I see you doing exceedingly well. He said it again. And you will do exceedingly well. You, you have more than, more than you need in abundance. No, so that means you went for it like three different like times. Like three different times. Oh, wow. Okay, please continue. Fast forward, I mean, August came, and in August, the sales I made in August, I hadn't made it in two years. Like, I, there, was, there has been no particular month that I've made such sales. Then, oh, I cannot see you tapping. Those who own businesses in the church, I cannot see you tapping. Wow. wow. Then, it was um, on, in, in September, my business was officially five years old, so I started to run sales. Usually, I'll start the sales per September, but this one, I got a clear instruction one time when I was praying that starts the sales on 25th of August. I actually got a date, 25th okay. of August. I said, hey, 25th of August. I mean, it would be too long and it might get boring, but I just started. The, the target, first of all, God gave me a new person who could help me. And the person picked up so fast, so fast that I didn't have to do a lot of things. Like she was just helping, even though she had, she was new to the thing, she has never sold things before. She was new, but she was really, really helping. Then the target, the first target I gave to my girls, in ten days we had hit the target. Then I gave them a new target. After by the, the ten fifth, days, yeah, by the fifteenth day we had crossed that target. Too. Oh wow. Oh wow. Then I gave another target by the end of the sales. 
at a, at a point, I stopped giving targets. I said, let's just flow. Let's just flow. No, I see you hitting let's your targets wherever you are. And there weren't small targets. I mean, it's not like 5,000, 10,000. Hey, no. There weren't wow. small targets. Wow. At a point, like, I, just got my, I just got my lady and I said, that, You think that we can hit this? And she said, That, see, this one. I said, Don't worry, we'll hit it. And we were hitting and we we're crossing. Wow. Just kept crossing like that. So, yesterday, there was another oil for business meeting. And when Bishop Fabian mounted the stage, then he said that I feel we should get we should take some testimonies. Okay. Immediately I just flipped to the note I made the last time. And I saw that ah, okay, everything he said was what happened. So wow. I shared the testimony. And to me, I feel that there were things I had written and I had prayed over. But it took him saying that, let's take the testimonies for me to actually realize that it happened. Yeah. It yeah. really, really, really happened. That we exceeded. You see, he kept saying that you will do well exceedingly, exceedingly, abundantly. And it practically came to happen. I mean, it came to pass. It really, really happened. So I would like to encourage the businessmen and women over here. Because yesterday, I was so sad. I was the only person from my age aspect. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And to me, it was heartbreaking. It was really, really heartbreaking because yesterday he preached about oil for fruitfulness. And yes, he was just a kind of a step further. And the things that happened yesterday. So I want to encourage the businessmen and women when there is a meeting for business community. Or, I mean, please, don't please, take it lightly. Don't take it for granted. If there is a possibility for you to stream, if you, you are out of town, please do so. Or come, or something. There is because there is something going on. There is a blessing in this house that if you do not tap into, I don't know what will happen with your business. You want to run your business by the ways of this world, it will not work. It will not work. People don't have money. But the difference between those who whose business are still standing and those whose business are crumbling is the fact that one person is applying God's principles. So even though people do not have money, people will have money for you. It's true. And your business. Because I don't sell essential things. Like, what I sell is not really essential. So for it to still be surviving and thriving, I feel that it is God. During COVID, when people's businesses were crumbling and closing, my business shut up. And it still does the same because I just feel that God just helps me. And if we would just align ourselves with it, God will bless us and send us help when we also need it. Amen. Thank you very much for sharing the testimony. She attended everything, so I hope that the next time there's a meeting like that, business community people, and for the rest of the church, whenever there's a program here, you never know when the Lord will visit you. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church? Oh, yes. If today is your first time in church, you are welcome to the Fountain of Life Cathedral. I want you to relax because we are about to be blessed. The best is yet to come. Tell your neighbor, the best is yet to come. Because our pastor is in the house. She has been feeding us every Sunday with the anointed word of the Lord. Today she's here to bless us. I want you to open your heart and say that I want to hear God speaking to me through her. And so open your heart because the Lord is about to speak to you through her. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together for our pastor. Put your hands together for ES Joy. Oh, your majesty, your king of kings, we bow down and worship you. Worship now. 
thank you so much for another Sunday that we can gather before your word. I pray, Lord, that you will speak a word to us, touch us in our inner man, forgive us our stubbornness, O oh God, and help us to overcome. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Find your Bible and let's make our confession. And tell your neighbor, I'm watching to see whether you have a Bible or whether you have come again with your ten fingers or your Bible on the phone that you have been using to insult people and the phone that you have been using to watch pornography and the phone... I don't want to go that way this morning. Lift up your Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Let me just do one or two announcements. I'm very surprised to hear that only one person went from business community yesterday. If you are sitting by a businessman, tell the person that Mark Sondino is too much, eh? Where are your friend is Jimmy? Jimmy, I'm your pastor. I'm standing here and I'm insulting you this morning. You gotta be a fool. Ah. Meanwhile, if they were saying come for loans, you would have seen them running. Because John, 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 no. Because what you know is business according to the world. You better allow your mind to be changed. Ah, hey, somebody working in the bank said, You don't check the interest rate too. Because the interest rate, when you look at it, you should know that you will never come out of the debt. It's the last time I should hear a thing like this. When you see the thing and then the call comes, you go. Next time I'll check. He said by force. Look at the nonsense you're asking me. And then come to church for them to be insulting me. Let me tell you something. If we cannot speak the truth in church, eh, we are done for. We are just done for. Mm. So after that one, I will say, Pastor, I mean, I don't like the way you are talking. If I'm your pastor, you will swallow it. Mm. Because it's foolishness. It's foolishness. Something that is directly targeted to help your business. And you are in business. And you don't go. I'm ashamed of you. Totally ashamed of you. Mm. But you don't have to say it in public. Was it not in public that you didn't go? <laughs> Let me do my announcement. Baba. <laughs> ah, in fact, something has done my spirit this morning. If I don't take care, my preaching will deviate. <laughs> May the Lord help me to stay on course. <laughs> Pastor Dr. Obodai and his wife, Dr. Mrs. Obodai, we're happy to have you in church. Oh, stand to your feet so that they can see you and greet you well. Okay, you are blessed. They used to be pastors at the Kenton Chrono Church. Nowadays, they are working in the UK somewhere, somewhere, and she's working. So I don't know. I'll come and hear that. I'll catch up with you. I thought some of you PhD students would be tapping and saying, I tap and I receive. Okay, let's take a few announcements. The first announcement is that Today, there's a concert at Tikrum. Those of you who are into music, yeah, those of you into music, you try and just make it. And I think it starts at 3 p.m. So, choristers, take note. This coming Friday, the 6th, we have our camp. I'm sure you are aware. 
Amen. There are some of you who have an allergy to camps. I hope you will overcome your allergy and attend it. It is right here on the campus. Amen. Then from the 11th to the 13th, that's next week, Wednesday to Friday, Bishop Steve Asari is visiting the mega church denomination. And the, yes, he has a convention with us, all of us, the whole denomination, and it's going to be at our budding headquarters at Tikrum. Amen. All right. It's a good place to clap. And we, we will definitely, by next week, Sunday, you'll be hearing about the busing arrangements. All right. Then on, this one is for November, but I need you to record the date. We have a crusade on the 17th of November, and we're going to be at Atonsu. Amen. And all of you who have not yet won a single soul this week, this month, or this year, you are encouraged to be part of it. It's your opportunity. Amen. Beautiful. Now, this month, which is the month of October, usually the first Sunday in October is our Honor Your Prophet Sunday. It's a time when we would often express it by taking an offering. But this year, we tried to stretch ourselves during the birthday, so we didn't do any organized thing again. Are you there? Oh, are you there? Honor your prophet. But we still want to honor, to honor our prophet. Now, there are many ways of doing it. One way of honoring a person is to think properly about the person. Some of you have been sorting him in your head. Uh, another way is to acknowledge the person. Another way is to pay attention to the person's words. Usually, we just bless the person of our substance because that is the way we do it, you know, something that can be seen. And of course, if you want to do that, nobody is stopping you. You can do that and you can come and see uh, Reverend Isaac to know how to get your offering across. Is that okay? But as a church, I just want to say to you that I would like you to honor him. And this month, I want you to send him a text. Never text somebody. Some of you text me and you say, Mommy, good morning. I promise you, I won't mind you. Not for any wrong reason. The texts are so many. If I'm going to, you are waiting for me to say good morning before you now write what you are going to say. Ah, like, will I have a life at all? So please, when you do, you're just sending a greeting. You're just thanking him for blessing us. Are you there? Because every man of God could use some encouragement. He always says that it is the Kenya chair, the Kenyans who text him the most. And I think that's a pity. There is own children in Ghana. We don't do it. So I'm going to give you a phone number today. And if you are wise in the phone number, you, you tell him, I mean, on your text, say who you are. Because he doesn't know who you are. So when you go and say, good afternoon, prophet, then you start writing a testament. He doesn't know who he's talking. Perchance, a ghost has come across the page. <laughs> are you there? So can I give you the phone number? Please, if you know you won't send the text, don't keep the number. I don't mind. But those of you behind the screen, we are depending on you. The number is 024-0247-999-497. Are you there? Okay. And just find another name to save it under daddy or something. Don't put his name there. These days, the hackers are too plenty. And many of you have not protected your phones. So just put it. And just send a nice text. It's also a way to honor a person. Is that okay? It's also a way to honor a person. Tell him that you are I'm, what, calling from ADRC. What again will you tell him? A bit about your name. You can share with him something that blessed you. Can be anything. Are you there? Hello? Can be anything. Can be anything. Can be a something that you heard on flow, or on a message, or you read, or something that was preached, or even just the fact that there's a church near where you are that you can attend. 
Hallelujah. And you're just, your aim is what? It's just an honor. You're just noticing somebody in your life. Amen. All right. Beautiful. Put your hands together for the Lord. Well, it's a new month. Can you believe that we are in October? Hey, one more say. Hey. The last, last, last three months of the year, Charlie. Hey, I also forgot to say we have another, we have a new doctor in the house. Dr. Papa Kobna, he has done his. Oh, you will allow us to see that we have a new doctor in the house. <laughs> it's very powerful. And we just thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. We thank God, pa. We thank God for his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Some of you are like, hey, mommy, my consul, I think they don't acknowledge me. You have no idea. You have no idea what you are talking about. <laughs> so they must stop being jealous. Why? She was commenting that we needed my hair. <laughs> Hallelujah. The rest of you, when you do your PhD, that's when we can acknowledge you here. Then, so then we cannot help you at all. That's then we cannot help you at all. Uh, and so then it's like you are just like JSSSHS to us. Ask your neighbor, what do you have? JSS is okay. SHS is okay. First degree, second degree, it's all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, we're in a new month, and this month we're going to be doing a book that many of you are not interested in the book Church Planting. But I promise you that by the time we are done with this month, and film stars, thank you very much. We've enjoyed the films. For the prayer. We have really enjoyed the film part. Yes. My favorite point in the whole thing was when the wife said that, Charlie, when your case is coming, it shouldn't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? But we're going to go into this book because there are many things in it that we need to know. Are you there? The Bible, you know, it was Jesus who was uh, uh, um, lamenting about the ignorance of people. You see. And Many feel that church planting, oh, it doesn't matter to me because I'm not a pastor, I'm not a priest, I'm not a something. It doesn't matter. So you just let it blow over that you are making a mistake. Is that okay? There are some things you really need to know about them. You really need to know about them. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. People perish. People's lives get spot. Now, if you are sitting behind a pillar so you cannot see me, I think common sense says that you should move. Mm-hmm. Today, why are you insulting us like that? I'm sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I'm speaking the truth. I don't know why you go to a place and then sit behind a pillar. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And the ashes too. I don't know why you have also left the people to sit behind the pillar. Okay, that's another argument. We shall take it in private. <laughs> are you here? Yeah. Now, let's read a scripture that we have read so many times, but which we need to see. Matthew chapter 28, we're going to be reading from verse 18 to verse 20. Matthew chapter 28, this is the last chapter in the book of Matthew. Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Amen and amen. Now, many of us are aware that it is important to win souls. And in this church, you know in our whole church that our father is very evangelistic and we also, we follow, isn't it? 
we're evangelistic now. But many people don't know that the Great Commission is not just a commission unto um, evangelism. It is not complete because he goes first, he says, please take us to verse 18. Sorry, verse 19, I beg of you. First he says, go, teach them, baptize them. So you've got your convert. But in both verse 19 and again, even more in verse 20, he says, teach. Now, when you say you, are, you should teach somebody, you've got to gather the people to be able to teach them. If you cannot teach them, many things will not happen. Many things will not happen. Have you ever wondered why in zoos in this world, there are zoos, and the zoos have very, I mean, wild animals there. And they are all under captivity. Now, the animal that most resembles us is the ape family. When I say they resemble us, apes do a lot of things that we also do. A lot of things. You see them care for their young. You see them, I mean, a lot of things, you know, that they do. They, they care for their young. They mourn when one has passed. They live in families. You can teach them to do a few things. And you would wonder, if that is the case, why is it that these animals are stronger than human beings and yet we are able to imprison them? Because as you you have imprisoned animals. Why would you have a family of gorillas? Do you know the gorilla? That's the bigger one of the ape from there. They, they are even big and strong. Some of you used to, you know the old film King Kong. Yeah, they, it's a bit of a caricature, but that is it, you know. But they are big and they are strong and they can finish any human being any time if it is a matter of strength. And yet, you can catch 20 of them and then close them in the zoo and they'll be there. And every day, somebody who is the keeper of the gorillas will be going back and forth and dropping food for them to eat and go. And these creatures will never finish the man. Even though they have strength. Can I tell you why? There's only one reason why they cannot overtake people. Because you can actually teach them to beat people. If you want to teach them, you give him a stick and tell him that hate you do. But <laughs> why do they not take the stick and finish off people? One reason. They have one limitation. And that limitation is that they cannot gather to agree. That's all. So they cannot teach. They don't recognize the fact that somebody has something I don't have and so the person can teach me. And so just by not having a teacher, gorillas can be put under captivity for as long as any human being wishes. And that is one of the essential differences between the human race and those creatures. Because in the human race, from the time when our children are born, we are gathering them to teach. Hello? We ask them, they start going to school even before they can say, Mommy. Pastor Ross will say, Amen. Or Ethan hasn't started yet. Alisa has started. Who again has started going to school? Hey, before they can, they know they are anything. We are gathering you. They are gathered and they are put somewhere. Say A, they say A. Say B, they say B. Say C, they say C. After a while, they are speaking. After a while, they are reading. And just by that, man has taken over the world. Are you in the house? And yet you have Christians who say, 
I don't need to go to church. Today, tell them I've named them apes. Ape Christian. Cannot be gathered. It's a crucial part of the Great Commission to gather because it is under the circumstances of gathering that any teaching or any transmission of anything can be done. Are we together? Hey, the church is very quiet this morning. Hey. So let me give you the definition of a church. A church is a regular gathering of Christians for the purposes of teaching. That's the reason. That is what is called a church. Right there. That's a church. That's a church. So when the Lord was saying, go out and uh, you know, share the gospel, we know Acts 1.8 where he says that, oh, if the Spirit is with you, you will be my witness, isn't it? Judea, um, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the world. And then he says, gather, you need to teach, you need to gather them. Hallelujah. And so the more of these gatherings that we have, the better for the church. Uh-huh. The better for the church. I notice also that people say, oh, the churches are too many. How many of you have heard such a thing being said before? Yeah. It is the Antichrist at work. Because I've never heard them say there are too many hairdressers in the world. You should just, please, I am giving some people homework here. Count for us. Number of hairdressers between here and ABS Gates. Just, just here. Just here. ABS Gates. Some people too should go this way. Yeah, just count. When you finish, so the ladies will do that one. Then the gentleman, I'm giving you a work. The number of drinking spots and pubs. Just count. Meanwhile, I've never heard anybody say, there are too many hairdressers in the system. There are too many drinking bars in the system. That you have people, even Christians, saying that there are too many churches. Spirit of the Antichrist has caught you. Eh? The church is very quiet, though. The more the church is, the better. For many reasons. One of the reasons is that the way the world is organized and the stress people have in, it would be nice to have a church not too far away from you. So that at least that one day you don't need to stress. But the more the church is, the more people have to fill them with. We need to do that work and then the people have a place to go. Are you in the house? Now you may be saying... So what at all does this matter to me? No problem, I'm coming. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's go to verse 8. Because you may be thinking, and, and, and you, I, don't, I don't blame you for thinking, you know, I'm not uh, into this thing. Yeah, I'm just a Christian. Ephesians chapter 2, let's read from verse 8 to verse 10. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift. The gift of God, not of works, let, lest any man should boast. Verse 10. This is the one that we want. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Are you there? There's a reason why you are here. There's a reason why you are saved. You have been created unto good works, not good works as you think. Good works as he determined. God said, good works which God has, orde- has before ordained that we should walk in them. He has already prescribed the kind of good works that he's looking at. And your earning of a lot of money 
is not really a part of it directly. Until you, you must make it a part. But that is not what he's looking at. That is the richest, so Bill Gates them are going. And the rest are being left behind. There's no such thing. No such thing. Doesn't mean he doesn't want you to do well. Oh, do well, but do his works. Do his works. I want you to ask your neighbor, what good works have you been doing? What good works? Some of you even to ask the question is difficult for you. Mm. You see. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. You see. Be not conformed to this world. Now, when they say conformed, it means you look like the world. And many of us, our life is like the world. Everything about us is like the world. In the world, they are in debt, so you are in debt. In the world, your job is considered the most important thing. So you too, as a Christian, that's what you, what you think is the most important thing. In the world, people sleep around. You are also at it. In the world, you don't need to marry. You can just fornicate. Hmm. Uh, I shouldn't have said it. Eh? <laughs> hey! Uh. Mercy. So it's a clear instruction. Don't conform to the world. But the only way you will not conform, he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that is why in this month we are studying the book Church Planting. Because our minds need to be renewed. Our minds need to be renewed that it's not that you are a Christian because you come to church on Sunday. Hey. Hello. Are you in the church? Uh, in case you don't know, Satan is also in church. He comes regularly. Who do you think it is funny you so you sleep? Who do you think is diverting your attention precisely when what you need is coming forth? Have you not been in church? You know, it's not every time that only the word even meets you. Sometimes you are ministered to by a song that's being sung. And just as you are collecting the ministration that will touch your... No. Somebody was buzzing me about how her neighbor had opened her Facebook, um, not Facebook, some page, but that she had some pictures. And was showing her pictures of her program. I, I mean, some party be that they had gone to. I told her, I said, next time, tell the person, I'll get thee behind me, Satan. On your view. Are you there? So, how are you going to have an understanding of your part in the house of God and the work of God if your mind is not transformed? The untransformed mind says that doing anything for God is a waste of time. That if I do something, anything more for the Lord, I'm wasting my time. Yeah, that, that, that is the, the, the untransformed mind says that I only pray when I'm in trouble. I don't even know how you manage that one. Because usually when you're in trouble, the prayer is also not, you can't even marshal your thoughts. <laughs> I'm talking to some people who, if you knew the word, if you had the information, the Bible says that we should come boldly to the throne of grace so that we may obtain grace and mercy for the time of trouble. God now knows that there's a time that Charlie, what is doing you know? 
you should have prayed ahead of time. Hey. Wow. Am I talking to some people this morning? Yeah. So we need to have our minds transformed. Oh, just keep us there. And our minds renewed. Because what is going on in the world, if you follow it, I have to tell you that in spite of being in church, you are going to hell straight on a one-way road. If you follow what the world is spewing out. Amen. You are a child of God and you are different. Hallelujah. And so we're going to be learning a number of things and I'm going to start talking to you about the mindset or how somebody should think. The mindset of a believer. The mindset, how a believer should think in respect to the church. The mindset, hallelujah, of the believer. Take us to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 and let's see something here. It says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. So Jesus had a way of thinking about things. And it will help us to think as he thought. Amen. In fact, if we just follow this simple scripture, there are many things we will not do. If we just think about it, would Jesus do this? No, the problem is solved. Yeah, the problem is solved. Hello? The problem is solved. You think about it, no, you see that you will not do many things. Hallelujah. And so, this week, and I probably will do it for two weeks, let us take a look at how our thinking should be. Number one, as a believer, understand that God is monitoring your works. God is monitoring your works. He's checking the works out. Because remember that he says that we have been created in Christ. He's talking about believers, not unbelievers. Uh-huh. You know, some of you, you used to think that you could work your way into heaven. Then you heard a message saying that salvation is by grace alone, by receiving the sacrifice of Jesus. So you got born again. But when you finished being born again, you wanted to continue in that. That if that's the case, no, oh, then I don't need to do anything. No, now that you are in Christ. Are you there? Now that you are in Christ, there's something you need to do. The good works. And you need to understand that God is monitoring your works. Now, the book of Revelations is like a... I like to call it a marking scheme. It's like a marking scheme. For some reason, the Lord decided that he was going to give John an experience of things to come. And if you are able to read that book, you will find a lot of information about what is to come. Now, one of the things that happened was that the Lord decided to send some messages to some churches. How many of us know that when a message is sent to a church, it's not to the building, it's to human beings? Yeah, it's to the human beings. So when he says the church in Ephesus, he's talking about the people who are in the church in Ephesus. Is that okay? And there is something very peculiar about the messages that he sent to these seven churches. All of them needed to be put straight in different ways and about different things and yet to each of them there was one part of the message that was common to all and we're just going to quickly go through so i hope your 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 bible on the screen is also as fast we start in the church of ephesus what did he say to the church of ephesus the first thing he said in verse 2 was that i know thy works can you see it or you cannot see 
Then he goes to the sends a message to the angel of the church in Semena. And again in verse 9, he starts by saying, I know thy works. Are you there? I think if you have your Bible, follow it because these people are not able to keep up. He goes on in verse 12, talking to the church in Pergamos. And he says to them in verse 13, I know thy works. Meanwhile, he has other messages about other things, but this is what he's saying. Verse 18, <clears throat> beg your pardon, the church in Thyatira. Verse 19, I know thy works. He continues in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 1. To the church of Sardis, and right there in verse 1 he says, I know thy works. To the church in Philadelphia, chapter 3 and verse 7. In verse 8 he says, I know thy works. And the last one is the church of Laodicea. Verse 15, he says, I know thy works. So the rest of the message is different to each church depending on what he was trying to sort out. The only part of the message to the people that was the same was, I know thy works. If it was in our modern day times, they'll say, tell the church in Aidiasi, I know thy works. Not I know how many houses you have. I know how many cars you drive. I know inside. No, 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 no. I know your works. I want you where you are sitting, turn to the neighbor on the right and tell the neighbor the works that you are doing. And you will notice from a certain part of the room there is silence. And then if you have a neighbor on your left, you can also tell the neighbor on the left the works, the works that you are doing. Some of you sleeping in Kwan here. Some of you, you will not even smile at a neighbor so that the neighbor who is even down will feel a little encouraged. Sometimes when I'm preaching, there are places I don't look. Because if I look at you, I forget my message. Hey! Are you in the church? God bless the dancers who, when they are dancing, they smile. Thank you for helping us. Oh, yeah. It's not easy because you are also breathing quite fast. It's nice. And the singers who smile. I have very few smiling singers in this particular choir. It's getting better, but I can't cry. I know that works. No, you see, the song helps us. But when you sing the song without emotion, it doesn't carry the message. You are dancing the dance and then you look like bread that has fallen inside water. Hey! Shabaya. Are you in the church? Hey, the church is very quiet. Yeah, but Pastor, why are you disgracing them? You see, that mind you have, it needs to change. Yeah, it needs to change. It's the reason you are the way you are. Yeah. Because God is looking at your good works. Good works. Very, very important. What works? What have you done? What do you do? Today we were out of time, so I didn't let these, my two little boys dance. Some people are like, oh, I could hear the, oh, oh. You say, what is the meaning of that, Charlie? They are dancing. Somebody has forgotten his problems for the next five minutes. And he's just smiling. Yeah. 
<laughs> the smiles alone that they'll be giving us. Yeah. Number two. You're changing your mind. Tell your neighbor, I'm changing my mind. You are expected to accomplish certain works while you're here on earth. And that's the scriptures we read in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. Created unto good works. Because I've spoken about that, I'm going to move to the next point. Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven and conscious of approaching eternity. I repeat it. Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven. Now, this book, we have shared the soft versions. It will be good for you to have it with you and just even put a note by it. You know? Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven and conscious of approaching eternity. One of our limitations is the inability to think fast. Yeah. You know, your limitation at times is a blessing in another way. Our inability to think far makes sure that we are happy even when we are broke because we can't think far. The brokages that you have, if you started to think and started to calculate, so next year, January, by this time, how will I... Charlie? You know, so that's what I'm saying. In a way, it, it, is, it, it, is, it helps us. Our counterparts of the other color are blessed the other way. In that, they can plan, they can see, the, they are miserable all the time. All the time, because Charlie, you can see how the thing, no. And yeah, yeah, but, but, they, those who are Christian among them, don't struggle as much as we do to remember eternity. Because for us, we live for the here and now. Ah, the church is very quiet. See, when I say these things, you want to be angry with me, but I want you to just consider that is why we can go to a funeral and we are sad and we will cry. But in the middle of the tears, they'll change some music and it will be on and we'll be sitting at the same funeral. Is it not strange? Have you not caught yourself at a funeral before and reminded yourself, hey, I'm sitting at a funeral. <laughs> you kind of. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I had to go to a, fun- a certain funeral. And I didn't know the person who had died, but I was representing our church because the church couldn't make it. Or only a few people. Very sad funeral. They had gone, they had paid the woman, everything. Very nice lady, hard worker in her church. She was the mother of some church members. Are you there? Then I went with somebody. Tell your neighbor somebody. Oh, during the... You know when you come back and you sit and they're giving the donations? Hmm. Hmm. As we were giving the donation, then they will announce. And then they'll say that, oh, so-and-so and so has come. And the person has brought 200 CDs. Then to the family, five CDs. And then, you know, they'll mention the person for whom they have come. The person who has asked, accompanied me to this funeral suddenly <laughs> she suddenly passed a piece of paper to me. I said, What is this? She said, Oh, as they are doing the announcement, 
when they mentioned family one, she write. <laughs> and, when they, <laughs> and then when they mentioned the children, she write. And so it's like people will bring 200. Five cities is for the family. 195 for the children. Somebody bring. When I saw what she had written, we started to laugh. Quack, 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 quack. I say, you. We had a funeral. Somebody, somebody had that. <laughs> a few weeks later, <laughs> a pastor, a colleague pastor in town lost his mother, a good friend of mine, a non-Yidi pastor. I said, oh, that's my friend. Yeah, the way he is, we have to go. So we went to Constantina. <laughs> I mean, this man is a well-known man. So there's so many pastors there. And then there was a pastor. You see, we had been in Kumasi not for so long by that time. There was a pastor there in a red suit. And I made the mistake of going with the same pastor. <laughs> the pastor said, hey, mommy. <laughs> the suit is really red. I need a picture. We are sitting at a funeral. So now we are walking to the cemetery where they'll bury the person. And the person was, oh, mommy, let's go quickly. Let's go quickly. Let's go quickly. And do you know why she wanted to go quickly? To go and stand so she can see the guy in the red suit coming. non I said, hey! We must be some kind of people. You can laugh at a funeral. But it's how we are. People, some is not laughing. They can't eat. Hey! <laughs> you see, a blessing in a way because even when we are down, we come up in a way. Are you there? But there's a problem to it because it affects us because eternity seems so far that we can't seem to stretch and think there. And why worry about it? After all, I can't do much about it. And so, we, I just want us to take it because the scripture says it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I want us to read from verse 19. Matthew 6. Are you here? Look at the instruction. You see, I thank God that Jesus put it as an instruction so that those of us who cannot feel it just because we obey him, will obey it. Are you with me? Because if it's left to our feeling, please tell your neighbor whether you can feel eternity close by or not. <clears throat> Occasionally, something will happen and we'll jump and say, hey! But no, it's over. It passes. <laughs> Are you in the church? <laughs> Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break in, break through, nor steal. Please, can I have another version? Change. Let's just see what it says. Let's just see what it says. Don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by beggars, and I would like to add, or made rubbish out of poor financial policies. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it is safe from moth and rust and beggars and unreasonable politicians. Inflation rate. Hey! We went to bed one day. When we woke up the next day, 
our 100 CDs was equal to 50 CDs. Hey. <laughs> you see, some people are very quiet. Oh. The thing is that you didn't have 100 CDs, so you didn't notice. <laughs> hey! Are you in the church or not? Yeah. You see. Gobe used to be the poor man's food. When I'm traveling with my team and we are going somewhere, we have an unspoken agreement. I can't see Pastor Dennis' face. Is he around or he's not there? It's an unspoken agreement. What is breakfast? Cocoa and, and buffalo. It's an unspoken agreement. Because at least the three of us, if we look for 10 cities, until one day, I said what? Hey! They came back and told me that now the one city, the ten cities now. Jesus knew it all. That's why he said, let, don't let that one be your treasure. But we whose mind is not on eternity, that's what we are forcing for. More money. More money. More what? Mm-hmm. Can you see it? But it's time to, t- t- to change our mind. Oh. Mm-hmm. I want you to ask your neighbor, so when I get to heaven, what will God say to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there are different categories of us. Category number one, nothing on earth, nothing in heaven. <laughs> Hey, Raddy. Category number two. Something on earth, nothing in heaven. Category number three. Something on earth, something in heaven. Category number four. Something in heaven, nothing on earth. There were in our pay. Please take your, choose your choice. Choose your. Hey! Nothing on earth, nothing in heaven, mom, dear. In fact, in fact, (laughs) are you in the house? But Jesus gave us solid advice. And if your mind is on eternity, if you are thinking about the fact that one day I'm going to leave this place, you must make preparation for it. You must make preparation. I cannot think of anything more painful than living in Zongo on earth and going to live in Zongo in heaven. I, I, I can't, my, I can't. You know, when I used to be uh, in the northern, we were around, I mean, the, 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 the communities are very close and you see the poverty. It was one of the things that used to make me go and do evangelism. And I used to do crusades. I used to say that, Lord, we can't solve the poverty issue. But if they have lost here, at least, don't lose in heaven. Are you there? Please ask your neighbor, which category are you? Hmm. Number one, krana, krana, nothing in, on earth, nothing in heaven. And it is amazing how people with nothing or nothing on earth and nothing in heaven are so difficult to talk to. Hmm. They are the ones when you do convention, cry, you come. Hmm. 
Yeah. Then number two, nothing in heaven, but on earth you have something. You two, you are not wise. The thing can vanish today. You know, I'm just coming from, I was invited to hold a convention in the city of Hohoi by some non-UD pastor. One of our fathers, um, one of, he used to work for Healing Jesus, I mean, as a coordinator. And I went to his church. But we also have a church there. And our bishop of the church there, we were chatting, he said, look, if I, as I was going, he called me and he said, have you reached Peking? I said, I have not reached there yet. They said, oh, he's on his way from Hawaii to Peking. He has to go and visit his church member. That the church member had an accident. Are you there? And he has to go and see him. Because something they are saying does not make sense. So, I said, what is it? He said, oh, the guy says he's all right. But from the description of the accident, he's not sure. So as we spoke, we agreed where we'll meet. We were also coming down the road, and the accident was on that road. I saw a little bus. The bus looked like paper, crumpled. Then there was a bigger bus. There's one side totally shattered. So I knew, I said, oh, I'm sure it is this. That accident, the driver of the small bus was our church member. He was our church member. Everybody in his bus died. Only two people were saved. Himself and a little boy. But the part that didn't make sense was that because apparently the big blast cleared them off the road and fell on its side and they went to fall somewhere. Do you know that our member doesn't have anything on his body? The pastor said, no, no, stay. I have to come in. <laughs> Let me check that it's not Ghana Hospital just doing Ghana Hospital things. Let me come and see myself. Nothing. They have checked. No internal injuries. No nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The doctor himself said, that, look, just sleep here another night for me. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, I can see that there's nothing. But, but please, you just, just be here a second night for me. Let me be... Hey, why am I sharing this uh, story with you? Because the bishop, when he now came to see me, he showed me a picture of the man in church the Sunday before. Praying and his hands were up like that. And I said, ah. So this man, as he was in church, he didn't know that a few days from there, eternity is not as far as we think. Oh. Hey, may God bless us with long life. Oh, but... We all know there's an exit date sometime and we don't know when it is. Or you know your exit date. Do you know that if you knew your exit date, you'll not be able to live? Hmm. Yeah, it will become some way. So that's why God in his wisdom doesn't tell us. And I'm saying this because you need to see that you don't have time. So what you have, all the time you have is now. So now is the time to do that storage in heaven. You see, when I even announced that, oh, November 17th, we are going to be doing a, 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 a what do you call it, a crusade. Some of you, you have already, it has come like this. On your own, you have not been able to witness to a fly. You have not been able to bring anybody around your house. You have not been able to do anything. So at least this is one opportunity to go and walk somewhere. Some of you, too, you say you are so busy with your business that you have not intended to get blessed over. Let's go. I'm talking to some people this morning. 
you have one opportunity. Let us go. Per chance, the one person you are able to speak to and bring, just a soul that you will be blessed over. Good things in heaven. Ask your neighbor, your current soul balance up there is how much? Hi. Currently, currently. How many souls from January to now? I'm seeing Zello. Another Zello. Zello, Zello. She said, when is she? And maybe you are like me. It's not easy for you to go and do it on your own. That's why as a church we try to do it together. I've told you my story before. Oh, door to door. I have children who are more bold than me. What I like is crusade stage, but door to door, I don't particularly like. So I find my children who like. I add myself. Then we go. Are you there? So you never add yourself to somebody. There must be something in heaven. Ah. Tell that neighbor the way you are walking around, shui, shui, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Luke chapter 12. I, I, need to, I need to be rounding up. Luke chapter 12. Luke 12, 12. I'm reading from verse 16. I want to end with this story. He spoke a parable saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits. You see, in the book, this uh, thing is referred to but not quoted. If you had your book, even the soft copy, you could have done notes and put the scripture there. This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there, there will I, I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And then I will say to my soul, So, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. I once watched a film of this. Please take us to verse 19. And in verse 19, when they quoted the verse, they said, Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. <laughs> verse 20. <laughs> but God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided? Hey! Are you there? Let's see what 21 says. Look at it. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Remember the categories I gave you. She, she. Then she, rich in heaven. Then what? Rich here, nothing in heaven. That's your verse. You are rich here, but heaven there, nothing. And you can, but you can also have something here and have something in heaven. The choice. It's yours. Stand to your feet. Hey! If you are a liker of the truth, I want you to talk to the Lord about your current status with him. Whether you are a she-she or a something on earth but she in heaven. These are the two categories that need to talk to the Lord most this morning. You want to say, Lord, thank you for reminding me that you have created me unto good works. Thank you. Forgive me for forgetting. Forgive me for getting so involved in just living. 
that I've forgotten that I have something to do for you. But Lord, I thank you for the reminder today. And Lord, I'm going to correct the balance so that I am rich in heaven. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to put something where moth cannot touch it. To put something where thieves cannot steal it. To put something where unreasonable and wicked people cannot reach it. To put something where climate change cannot touch it. To put something that is oblivious to the dangers on earth. I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Pray to me for a few minutes. Pray for a few minutes. Lift up your voice for a few minutes. Lift up your voice for a few minutes. Thank you for the reminder, Lord. The situation is changing from today onwards, Lord. Father, we thank, thank you for reminding us about all the things, oh God, that we have to do. We are grateful. Thank you for reminding us that there's no point dwelling only on what is here. Thank you for changing our mindset. And Lord, teaching us that it is what we're going to face in eternity that matters. I pray, forgive us. Our bank of good works, Lord, is so dry. But help us in these last few months of this year to change it in the name of Jesus. May we be rich towards you. Rich in good works. May our store be full of good things that we have done. Good little things and good big things. May we make a difference to other people in the name of Jesus. May we take every opportunity to be a carrier of love and, and word and help and kindness and goodness and peace and the things lord that you value we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory in the mighty name of jesus and everyone shall say amen and as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you are here this afternoon but you've not given your life to jesus it means you don't even have a bank account in heaven at all it begins with you giving your life to him and so if you are here and you are not sure that your name has been written in Jesus book of life you want today you want to make a decision to give your life to him so that you will even be noticed you will even have a place you will even have a portion in heaven and so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you are not sure that if you die you go to heaven you want to correct it now you want to say Lord Jesus I want to join you in heaven when that time comes. If that is your prayer, this afternoon, lift up your right hand where you are standing. Just lift up your right hand to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift it up. Lift up your right hand. If I can't see your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus, just come to me. I want to pray with you. Come to me. You've lifted up your right hand. Come. My hand one, come. Come, come. There's a young girl with him there. Oh, she should come. Just come. You lifted up your hand. I can't see you. God bless you, my brother. Come. Come, come, come. Just come. It's a simple prayer, but it's going to make a difference to your life. God bless you. God bless you, my young one. Just come. You, it's not only for young people. You may even be a little older, but you're saying, I'm not so sure about this matter. Come. Come, come, come. 
it's nothing to be shy about. Just come. Just come. You're saying that I don't know my faith. I used to be hot at a certain time, but right now I'm not sure. You're not sure. Just come. Thank you very much. You're not sure, but you want to be sure. Just come. I want you to pray with me. Those of you in front, make this prayer your prayer. And those in the congregation, join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Father, I lift up these ones who come before you to give their lives to you. I pray, oh God, that they will experience you and that they will be rich towards you no matter what throughout their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you. Oh